Gail Trotter, a conservative voice for you, right inside our nation's capital. Legal and political analysis. Now, The Gail Trotter Show. Why won't Obama answer five outstanding questions that Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany posed to the White House Press Corps about two weeks ago? She asked them to the media because they seem completely uninterested in the abuse of justice under the prior administration. With all the focus on abuse of power last week and over this weekend, these questions have even more relevance today. We're chasing question five. Why did James Clapper, Samantha Power, and Susan Rice privately admit under oath that they had no evidence of collusion while saying the opposite publicly? I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. I'm a liberty-loving and tyranny-hating lawyer based in Washington, D.C. I work to keep you informed and to advocate on your behalf. We have been spotlighting these five questions for Obama to answer. We have reached the fifth question, and yet none of the mainstream media are asking Obama and his associates to answer for their actions. I'm going to link down below to the, the piece by Emily Jacobs in the New York Post entitled, Obama's Top Brass Contradict Public Statements About Collusion Under Oath. She says, newly released House Intelligence Committee transcripts who show just how different a picture some top Obama-era officials painted of the Trump-Russia investigation under oath versus the loaded allegations that they made over the years in public statements. And then she goes through several of the top figures in the Obama administration, highlighting what they said in public versus what they said under oath when they could be prosecuted for perjury if they didn't tell the truth. So take, for example, James Clapper. He's the former director of national intelligence. He's a huge Trump critic, as I'm sure you're aware, and he's also a paid CNN contributor. He told the House Intelligence Committee in July of 2017 that he never saw any direct empirical evidence that the Trump campaign or someone in it was plotting or conspiring with the Russians to meddle with the election. I'm quoting from the article now. Two months prior to his sworn testimony, he told the nation on NBC's Meet the Press that the, quote, dashboard warning light was clearly on. One month later, he said, I think if you compare the last two, that Watergate pales really, in my view, compared to what we're confronting now. He also said that Putin was a great case officer. He knows how to handle an asset, and that's what he is doing with the president. So James Clapper goes on national, international television and accuses the president of being a uh, somebody being run by Russian President Putin. But when he's under oath, he admits that he had no empirical evidence that there was any collusion between candidate Trump, anybody in his campaign, and the Russians. That is just astonishing. You would think that someone who had been at the highest levels of the federal government would be very careful about their public statements, not to cast aspersions on the duly elected president of the United States based on personal animus, personal hatred against this president 
or a, a desire to return to power to see the policies that you've implemented or been part of implementing to stay on the track. But no, James Clapper went out and told the public exactly the opposite of what he was saying when he was under oath. Let's take Andy McCabe. You remember him from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. He, I would characterize him as an enraged opponent of the president. Remember, he got fired from the FBI from, for essentially making false statements. He made similar comments to Clapper on CBS's 60 Minutes show, but he told the House Intelligence Committee under oath that investigators, quote, had not been able to verify the claims in the Steele dossier, the unverified report that claimed the president was compromised by Russia, which ultimately formed the basis for investigations of the matter. So think about that. He cannot prove that the Steele dossier has accurate information. And when he's under oath, he admits that to the House Intelligence Committee. But when he goes on 60 Minutes, he's screaming Trump-Russia collusion. And so you have to wonder, why is he telling the committee one thing and he's telling the media and the American people and the world something different? Let's look at Ben Rhodes. He's a big time keyboard warrior against the president and he's a former Obama official. He tweeted that, quote, Russia attacked our democracy. The Trump campaign sought its help, had many contacts with Russians, lied about it, and obstructed the investigation into it. Several senior Trump associates were convicted of crimes. Trump would have been indicted if he weren't president. Not complicated. That's his tweet. So Ben Rhodes tweets to the world that it's not complicated, but when he's under oath talking in front of the House Intelligence Committee, he says, quote, I would not have received any information on any criminal or counterintelligence investigations into what the Trump campaign was doing, so I would not have seen that information. So he admits under oath, he has no inside information. He hasn't seen the reports, the investigation, or at least that's what he says in this intelligence committee hearing. But then he's out there on Twitter saying that it's not complicated that Trump colluded with the Russians. How absurd. And as I pointed about James Clapper, it's really offensive that this is a former high-level official in a prior presidential administration, and he is accusing President Trump and the people in his campaign of one of the very worst crimes that we could possibly imagine. So let's go to Samantha Power. She's the former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations under the Obama administration. She tweeted, quote, Every day at Real Donald Trump finds new ways to compensate Putin for his election interference. And every day Putin gains additional incentives to interfere again on Trump's behalf in 2020, as the article notes. But under oath, when Samantha Power was asked whether she had seen evidence of Russian interference, she said, quote, I am not in possession of anything. I am not in possession and didn't read or absorb information that came from out of the intel community. Unbelievable. So she's not only talking about making this allegation about Russian interference in conspiracy with Trump in the 2016 election, she's not giving up the ghost. She's saying that she sees it coming in the 2020 election too. Insane. 
So it's interesting that the Senate is pursuing this. I'm going to link to another article down below talking about how some of the most high-profile figures of the Obama administration are on a list of people Senator Ron Johnson, a Republican of Wisconsin, would like to subpoena as part of his investigation into the FBI's probe of Russian election meddling and the Trump campaign. We have a quote. Senator Johnson says, I am asking for this authority to ensure the committee has the ability to quickly and efficiently seek compulsory process should it be necessary, essentially making these people come forward and answer questions from the Senate about this investigation into this Russian hoax. Uh, we So go back to Senator Johnson. He says, we have a great tradition in this country of peaceful and cooperative transitions of power. And the American people deserve to know if any wrongdoing occurred to corrupt the process and sabotage the new administration. So this is Senator Johnson saying, I'd say the only issue I have with his statement is that we know that there was an effort to sabotage the new president. And there's a lot of effort, there's a lot of evidence of the government abuses, the abuse of justice that was used to try and take out President Trump and those around him. Why were these officials at the highest level of the Obama administration telling the American public lies? Why were they saying one thing on mainstream media shows and on Twitter and then saying the opposite under oath, where they could be charged with perjury if they lied? On the other hand, we had Cheryl Atkinson, former CBS journalist, who actually was spied on during the Obama administration, but that's a story for another episode. She pointed out in a tweet, quote, if Clapper, Brennan, Rice, Power, Comey, genuinely believe Trump colluded with Russia and he didn't, what does that say about the judgment of our one-time top intelligent types? So what do you think? Did they just make it all up? Or did they really believe that Trump and his campaign colluded with Russia because they could just not believe that Donald Trump could actually beat Hillary Clinton? Or had the power gone to their heads? Did they believe their own messaging about the arc of history always bending to the Democrats and to the liberals? Comment down below on what you think was going on in their heads. One thing is for sure, the Senate should hear from their constituents like you to keep investigating the origins and abuses of the Russia hoax. If these people get away with this, it will only embolden them further. Thank you so much for joining me today. Subscribe below so you don't miss a single one of my daily episodes. Hit the bell and comment down below on what you would like me to cover next. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.